Brad, come on up, man. Thanks, Steve-O. Good morning, everybody. So I asked, I asked Steve-O if I could share with all of you, and many of you were probably here sometime late summer last year when we shared about our camp. Not our camp, it's God's camp, but we shared about camp and we said, man, we've been really hard hit. We uh, were really struggling and we were asking for help and support to, to survive until the next uh, season, which is coming up here in a couple months. Well, that's not what I'm up here to talk to you about. I'm here to share with you about camp, but it's to share about God's provision and where he's leading us and what he's doing at camp, which is phenomenal. So on the screen behind me is a, is a slide of, how many of you have ever been to Quaker Meadow? So this group is probably majorly screw, uh, skewed to the heavy side of knowledge. How many of you have ever uh, not been there, but you've heard of it? Okay, so this, this group is really unusual because what we find is that it's a pretty well-kept secret. And so that's actually a picture of our, our camp sign out on Western Divide Highway. And it's the first uh, recognition that there's a camp there and it's the welcoming in to the groups that come up. And we serve groups from all over, uh, in large part from the Bay Area to Las Vegas to San Diego. And uh, we, uh, we're, we're working on improving uh, what we're doing. So I wanted to share that with you. Um, so camp was uh, founded in 39 by the Quakers. In 2004, it transitioned to a non-denominational independent Christian camp. It's, uh, it's led by a, a board of uh, uh, directors, uh, independent of any church. It's a, getting a little weighted in one particular area, and you'll get a kick out of that, I think. Um, but it's an independent, Christ-centered, evangelical Christian camp, and we serve everybody. Our ministry is a hospitality ministry. Groups come in, they put on their own program, and we serve them. And we lead recreational activities, we do food service, we, and we do everything else. Um, camp never closed until the pandemic. So even during World War II, camp operated, which to me was pretty noteworthy. I, I was pretty thrilled to hear that. And then we had the pandemic and back-to-back -back wildfires that kept the camp closed. And when you think about a nonprofit, you can only be so nonprofit before you have no organization, right? So um, in 2022, after the two wildfire closures and the pandemic, we started again. It was what we called the great restart. We had a very modest year. Uh, and then when last year, uh, thank, well, I still praise God for the weather but it created a lot of real big challenges. We had 29 feet of snow at camp last year. And the old timers tell me that's how it used to be. But when I tell people how much snow we get, I tell them we get 12 to 15 feet a year, right? Which is still a sizable amount of snow, but not like it used to be. Well, anyway, it became apparent to us that our facilities are pretty tired. And it's, even though we can accommodate 290 campers, we really shouldn't accommodate 290 campers because our facilities are tired. 
we were already working, the board and myself, uh, we were already working on moving forward. And so what we're here today to share with you is a very real new beginning. So after 85 years of Quaker Meadow operating camp up here on the Western Divide Highway, uh, the board uh, voted to, to go ahead and, and we're doing a big reset. Um, the, name, the name is being changed to Sequoia Meadow Christian Camp, identifying with where we are. We got giant redwoods throughout camp. They're, they're young, but they were, they, were, they were planted decades and decades ago. We have some big one twins out on the road and we're surrounded by redwood groves. And we sit on a big meadow. What else could be there? Could there be for a name but Sequoia Meadow, right? So we're really excited. We're really excited that the confusion of Quaker Meadow and Quaking Aspen is gonna go away because I can't tell you how often I hear Quaking Meadow or Quaker Aspen. <laughs> Bless everybody's heart. They just, the only one that's ever gotten it right 100% of the time is Frank. Uh, so I'm just, I'm exaggerating, but it's a, it's a really exciting time. And with the new name change, we actually talked to all the, a lot of the old folks that were part of the camp. I talked to them and shared with them our plans and they were totally supportive of going with a new name, rebooting, restarting and moving forward deliberately. When I got there eight years ago in 2015, I would, I would have called this a hobby ministry. It was a very passive process, and it was for years and years. Um, and one of the things that, um, that was obvious to me when I got there, because I'm not a passive guy. Any of you guys that know me, I, I'm not passive. You can accuse me of anything else, but not passivity. Um, and so I, I was talking to them about that. Well, we transitioned our board in 2021. And... Um, we actually have been pushing forward hard to get our name out, raise our identity, and more importantly, to serve our community. And our community predominantly is Tulare County, Kings County, secondarily Kern and Fresno. And, and in a lot of cases, we're jumping way over. We got a lot of churches that don't know we're here, so they go straight to uh, the camp, they go to Hume, they go to, to Heartland, they go to Sugar Pine, they go to Calvin Crest, they go all over, even down into LA. And we're, we simply want to serve, uh, and we want to serve as the hands and feet of Christ when people are in camp. That's our hospitality goal. Um, so let's go to the next slide. So our, our camp is more substantial, and I, I would tell you all this. If you've never been to camp, come and visit us. If you're out taking a drive during the summer, come up and check it out. Um, it's much more substantial than you would imagine. Uh, I had no idea what was back there until I actually went up there for a youth leadership program, and then nine months later, I was the executive director. It, it was like... Only God can work the way he worked in all of this. I, it's a great testimony sometime if you ever want to be uh, lulled to sleep. Um, 
So anyway, I just wanted to share th that area map for the overall. We've got 19 buildings. We can co accommodate 290 campers. We've got a chapel, zip line, other climbing activities, uh, a heated swimming pool, pond with kayaks, archery range, et cetera, uh, trails out into the, into the woods. And uh, one of the major issues that we're facing right now, and, and, I, and I, it's painful to me. So we, we query each of the groups when they're leaving, like how was your experience? And so we have, if we have a rating system of 10, which we do, we can ask them, how was your overall experience? Nine, five, 10, nine, whatever it is. We average 9.6, 9.5, 9.8 on hospitality and overall experience. On our facilities, not so much. So this chapel was built in 1960 and it has served diligently all these years. And we are, and we've been working on this, but we are now building momentum and it's really exciting. Uh, we're losing camps because we gotta renovate that. We have to renovate it. Um, so I'm showing you an exterior view of that right now, but it's, it's a beautiful building uh, and we wanna preserve it, but enhance it. So that's an exterior picture. We have another of an updated uh, rendering of a renovation. So we're actually embarking on a renovation to pre preserve the existing chapel um, and breathe new life back into it. We already do have a brand new sound system, high state-of-the-art, brand new sound system that's gonna go back into that building when it's renovated, and we're gonna watch and experience all of our campers. Um, we have groups that'll worship two, three, five hours. Now, I don't have that kind of attention span, but there are a lot of people that do. And, um, and so that's a, that's a very important place. And so we are on a mission. I want to share with this, this with you, but uh, I told you that last time I was here, we were asking for help to survive. We are, we are solid. We are moving forward. We've had some great, generous donors. Uh, we just recently got a donation of nearly $80,000 because we got to re renovate the, the chapel and we are gonna renovate the chapel. It's just a matter of who's gonna participate in that. We really believe that. And we're, we're looking to do it effectively, cost effectively, and, and get it done. But that's a, that's a major priority of ours. We wanna be under construction in August of this year. Uh, and we already have the design drawings and everything like that to structurally stabilize it. I'm gonna show you an interior shot. Um, there's columns in that chapel. That chapel wasn't built with columns. Those columns were put in a few years ago because we wanted the snow to stop making the building settle and we, uh, we never took them out. So we made them look a little more permanent by building box foundations around them and painting them and everything so it didn't look like a construction zone. But those have to come out. Let's look at the next picture. That's what it's supposed to look like. And so it's, gonna be, it's all gonna be uh, refinished interior uh, in the interior, the exterior will be redone, and it's gonna be breathe new life back into it with a brand new sound system, and people are gonna find hope, find faith, find renewal. Uh, and, and I should mention that our camp is unplugged. So when people come up to camp, 
everybody's not walking around on their phone. They're not walking around distracted by those things that pursue them uh, on, on social media or on the internet. Uh, let's go to the next one. And so this is just an overall view. A couple shots of our existing camp. That's a view towards our dining hall and, and recreation room and meeting hall. Uh, that's a secondary meeting space. We have a, a couple more pictures. Uh, this is inside the dining hall, our staff serving, serving dinner. Um, this is what camp does, you guys. This is at the end of a boys' leadership course. These are two of the adult leaders. And if you, I hope, hopefully you can see, yeah, you can see their smiles. Life change happens. And, uh, and, and you're seeing it with these men that are more blessed than the young men that came to the camp. And I am one of those. This is the group that brought me up there. And it, it, it's, it's phenomenal. So that's what happens at camp. And lives are changed. And memories are in, engraved and etched into the, into, the, into the person for a lifetime. Um, this is a couple pictures. We have small private cabins. We also have large dorm cabins, which are on the, the, the one on the bottom right. Go to the next one. This is a close-up of that dorm cabin. So a, a large number of our cabins were built in the 1940s. They have detached bathrooms. They have detached shower buildings. And there's been a change in base comfort level in our society. Even the kids, I even have men that are like, man, I don't want to walk to the bathroom at 2 o'clock in the morning. And secondarily to that, we really can't serve women's groups, couples, and marriage groups. Um, and we have a heart for that. We have a desire to do that. So we in our plan, we have a design for a new cabin that's going to be the next phase beyond our chapel. And that cabin is going to revolutionize what we do. Not because of a facility, you guys. We don't see it as a facility. We see this as an amenity that we can use to, to, to serve more people, to see more lives changed. So each one of these cabins, it's broken down into to seven rooms, each with 10 beds, and each with their own bathrooms. And in each of these cabins, there's a, there's a large meeting space that each one of these can be a standalone camp. And each of those standalone camps can operate concurrently in camp. Um, the only reason we're alive today is God's, God's uh, provision and his omniscience, but uh, when we can get to the point where we can accommodate in a better way multiple groups at one time, we're going to be able to maintain affordability for our campers. We're going to be able to do more activities. We're going to be able to have people who don't get distracted by things like uh, deteriorating buildings and, and inconveniences and things like that. So we're really excited about this. It's going, to take, it's going to take the place of those old cabins, and it's going to breathe new life into camp. We want to build two of those. And when we build two of those, we can have three camps in session at one time real effectively. This is uh, one of our activities. It's called Goliath's Ladder. Um, it's, it's a really fun activity. Actually, uh, McCoy Mason, he was up there with Lighthouse a few years ago. Jeans, cowboy boots, I think he set the record on that. It's a 30-foot high climbing feature. And that, that guy went up that thing in like 5.9 seconds or something like that. 
It was insane. The guy, he could probably do anything he wants, and now that his grandma walked out, she didn't get to hear that. Uh, but let's go to the next one. Uh, we have paddling on the, on the pond. Um, archery, as I mentioned. And go to the next. And so really, what I'm sharing with you is, we have been stretched out across a very large geographic area in terms of leadership. Um, I wasn't necessarily going to do this, but there's actually board presence here, and there's also uh, folks that have supported m us, helping me, standing besides me, beside me. Um, and so we're in the process of, again, growing stronger. So we have an invitation. Uh, we want everybody to help us reveal the secret that is Quaker Meadow but now it's Sequoia Meadow, right? The timing is we're not gonna push out with Quaker Meadow and then come back later and switch it to Sequoia Meadow. So we're pushing forward locally with the, the rename of Sequoia Meadow. We're asking for people to be aware of it, to share it, to know it, and come visit us. Um, anybody is welcome to come into camp, check it out. Uh, we have that happen all summer long, all the time. Uh, we have volunteer opportunities. On Memorial Day weekend, we do a big work camp. Um, we do all sorts of stuff to get the camp ready for the season. It's a lot of fun. Somebody's doing a sermon this, this year, and, and some, some bodies are doing worship. Um, we always need help with, uh, we need support in activities. We, you know, the felt's coming off of our pool table. Uh, we have a carpet ball game. If you don't know what that is, it's the most popular game in the entire camp. Uh, we could use another one. Air hockey gets worn out. All these things get worn out because when kids are using it, it's use on steroids. It's like 200 kids around three games, four games, five games, and they, it takes its toll. Um, we are unashamedly asking for support, prayer, volunteer, and financial support. It's the only way we're going to keep going, is if we have generous supporters that will, um, will help us move into this new stage of, of the life of this camp. Uh, we believe, because you can see it, I'm going to show you the last slide in a minute, but God spared this camp. That castle fire came straight up the mountain, blew across the ridge, um, jumped the road, Mark has a great testimonial uh, because he was a fireman in camp when the fire crested the, the mountaintop. And it burned all the way around camp and not a single building burned. I had, get video, I had game cameras out. I have photographs of all of it. And God saved it. God had a hand over it. And we're still, we're still standing in a green forest. It's not like the building stayed and the forest is gone. We're still standing in a green forest. And that is the image that I have of God that brings beauty from ashes. Because that's on our guest road. And we didn't really ask for the fire, certainly. But we are seeing some amazing God scenery since that fire happened. Do we have time for him to, are we able to do that? So what's, what's really awesome in the way God works 
is he, he brings things together, right? Well, when I met Jay, he's like, Brad, I went to Quaker Meadow for 10 years. Well, he just moved down here from Washington, right? So I asked him if he would share something of significance that happened in his life by being a camper at Quaker Meadow. Thank you, brother. So, yeah, I'm Jeremiah, or Jay. I'm the youth pastor here and at Sequoia Worship Center. And, uh, yeah, when I met Brad, I thought he looked familiar, and that's because uh, in 2015 I met him for the first time, probably very briefly because I was a camper and he was, uh, he was busy, I'm sure, handling all kinds of stuff. Um, but it was just cool. Uh, Two months ago or so, I got to go up and help with some projects and have a, have a good time, so that was neat. But uh, Brad kind of mentioned an uh, opportunity to unplug and get away for these, uh, for these kids that go. And that's what it was for me, was an opportunity to just step away from the busyness and the norm and the craziness of life and the, all the things, all the things going on. And uh, to get away from that was great. And while away from that, to be then filled with uh, just... God's presence, to experience just fellowship with other believers, uh, to have people pouring into me was so valuable. And you take that and then you mix it with an awesome time and, and all kinds of games and food challenges where teens are throwing up everywhere. It was awesome. And so uh, that's what camp was all about for me, was looking forward to the different things that uh, my group would put on and, and all the fun that we would have. And so my encouragement is uh, this camp has had an impact on me and on my life. And it's just so surreal to uh, almost 10 years later from my first time going, or excuse me, from my last time going, to now be a part of it with you and be able to share just about the impact it's had. So, yeah, I'm going to leave that there. Um, Melanie, she's the broom wagon. She comes in and threads it all together. <laughs> Not sure how to take that, but it's a compliment. Uh, I just wanted you guys to all see Gracie Girl. She's our camp dog, and it's really cool. Every camp, um, there's always one or two kids that are kind of on the fringe and missing home and feeling, you know, a little bit scared. And Gracie just seems to know how to pick them, and she just helps put them at ease. But I just wanted to share two of my favorite things besides Gracie at camp. We get to um, sit in the back of chapel sometimes and um, when we're not scrubbing toilets or washing dishes. And um, sometimes those um, services are in different languages, um, Spanish, Vietnamese, Romanian. And I've had the opportunity to just be a fly on the wall. And I, I, don't, I can't read the words up um, on the screen because they're in a different language but I can close my eyes and worship the same Lord that they're worshiping. And it just gives me a picture of heaven, what heaven's gonna be like. And that's just one of my favorite things. And then another one is, um, I get to, um, one of my jobs is to um, uh, do the surveys and get to total everything up. And every time I see that, that um, square marked that someone made a first-time decision for the Lord, or they recommitted, or they got a call into ministry. Statistically, it's what? He's the statistic guy. It's over 26% of all campers make a life-altering decision. And, and that, we're, change, not we, God is allowing us to be a part of changing lives for eternity. And, and that's one of my favorite things, or one of our favorite things, and we're just so thankful to be a part of it. And thanks for letting us share today.
Thank you. Um, and I just wanted to tell you, if, if any of you are, I'm going to put some business cards on the on the table down here, and I guess here. If if you have any questions or you're thinking about, you know, this is something you you're interested in somehow being a part of. Like I said, it like we have a vision to serve more abundantly than we've been able to do in the last 84 years, yeah, 85 years almost, and. Um, and it takes a community. So I, I'm a numbers guy, so I try really hard to stay away from the numbers when I do this. But the, 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 the thing that has kept us going is the life change that happens. And to hear the testimonials, marriages have been formed. Uh, we have a young, one young man. I was ready to let him go. Jim and I went up with him uh, early on. And I'm like, man, this guy likes to watch a lot. And then he got into the camp, and he, it turned out he didn't like a shovel, but he loved to clean. And now he's in the hospitality program, uh, hospitality arts or something, whatever it's called, down in Bakersfield College. And he wants to make camp his life profession. That's what happens at camp. So, and, and it's not just for... You know, those of us sitting in church, uh, we've got McFarland High School band that's supposed to be coming up this year. And uh, we've got a private school or a public school from down in L.A. that wants to come up in September. So we I actually really have a heart to get back to the inner city ministries that the camp used to have. But, you know, you can't do that on survival. You can do that when you're thriving because it takes resources and it takes the heart of the people of the kingdom of God to make something like that work. So just, just know our hearts, you guys. This is not my camp. It's not Mel's camp. It's not Dave, our manager's camp. It's not even our board's camp. Bob's actually on our board. Uh, he's one of our board of directors. No, if any, yeah, do it. I know because he doesn't want to do that. He so doesn't want to do that. Uh, Jim and Dave have been up a whole bunch of times helping me and many, Steve-O, Jay, many of you. Now that I name names, it was the worst thing I could have done. So thanks for hearing uh, our, our message today, you guys. And I'm always available for a conversation and would love to share more. I, it comes up all the time. Thank you very much.